You are listening to the Feedback Podcast with my homie Back. All right, welcome to the Feedback Podcast, everybody. My name is Back. Uh, this is episode 236. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, uh, Happy New Year. I'll say that, even though we recorded in 2021. <laughs> All the best to you. We'll get into that, but whatever. A uh, couple announcements. Number one, make sure you follow the feedback everywhere on social media and subscribe uh, to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. If you're listening to this, that means you do listen to podcasts. So uh, share it, leave a, a comment, a review on on iTunes. That helps. And go back to the archive. I just had Ken Margolis, Katie Houseman, Rebecca Trent from Creek in the Cave and Skankfest. Uh, Aaron Cheatham was on talking about Skankfest. So go back, listen. We posted a couple episodes, one with Godfrey that I did uh, six years ago, like five, five, six years ago, and then the more Amor one that I did in 2018. So plenty of content, plenty of funny people to, to listen to, and I appreciate you for tuning in. But let me introduce my guest. I'm really excited about this one. It's a long time coming. It really is a long time coming. I got Tony Bain in the Zoom building, whatever. How you doing, man? Hey, good. How you doing? Thank you. Ed. Thanks for doing this. I know we'll be talking for a while, and then we, you know, I didn't even know you live. You live. You didn't live in Austin. Uh, well, it's just recent, and back in June. So yeah, I just uh, did the move recently. What June twenty twenty one? Yeah, so it's, it's fresh. Yeah, but I really appreciate you having me now. So June of last year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, June of last year. That's right. Yeah, you. You. It's the first <laughs> episode of the year, man. So you know, congrats. You're you're on a milestone over here. Happy New Year, so, man. <laughs> yeah, I've been New Year. Do you do any uh, like New Year resolution shit? I need to lose weight, man. I'm a fat piece of shit. Like, I mean, that's the I main thing. Say like... anything? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It's like uh, I don't know. I just I, I feel like I got too comfortable this year. Um, understandably, like all so. year, <laughs> like all year. <laughs> yeah. right, okay, here's the thing. You can't blame the uh, COVID anymore. It's 20, it was 2021. Oh, Texas no, reopened over the summer. Pretty much. It was never closed. Did my own thing, man. I enjoyed it, but now I just don't like the consequences, man. Uh, <laughs> wait, is, is the wife is the wife bitching too? About no not not with words. I can just tell when she looks at me, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's even worse. That's even worse. I was like, oh shit, I got some work to do. You're putting your PJs on, she just looked like you with side eye side eye, like mm, yeah. God damn it, look what I look That's Ugh. number one. And I got to suck his dick. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, I got to lift the gut to get to his dick. That's horrible. <laughs> I, I don't know. what. To... <laughs> I'm just saying. But would you, so, I mean, that's the one everybody does, right? The losing weight. Are you going to start? Are you going to start today? Well, yeah. I mean. Um, As in 2022? Yeah, actually, some uh, coworkers, we're all doing it together so to try to keep ourselves motivated. And I just broke my foot, man. So, oh, what an excuse! Oh, I broke my yeah. foot. I can't work out. <laughs> I can't even drive for eight weeks, man. So, it's gonna be what? interesting. Yeah, you can do sit-ups. Yeah, I can. Yeah, that's true. I can't. Yeah. Well, you're not going to. Because <laughs> your foot broke. <laughs> you don't need your foot to do sit-ups, man. <laughs> I just need or to call curls. you. Keep my ass uh-huh. motivated. They're going to shame me into working out. I just need to call you. I will bully you. To, <laughs> no, don't get me wrong. I'm at my fattest right now, too. Like, I, I'm 170. I've never been 170. I did. I 
usually when I when I start when I do the whole like hey new year new me workout blah 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 I wait till February to start because huh. by then everybody who started as new year resolution gave up <laughs> okay <laughs> so by actually around right after Valentine's Day is when I guess that's what I did last year in 2021 <laughs> and then my friend, uh, a friend of mine uh, that I grew up with in France, he, now he lives in the District of Columbia, but he he used to be fat when we were kids. We didn't bully him about it. Like he was a nice fat, like uh, <laughs> like uh, like teddy bear fat. Like he was cute. Like it wasn't like, oh, my God, how, how can you breathe type of shit? It was, <laughs> it was fine because he wore a baggy jeans. I mean, this is the 90s, so he was wearing baggy jeans and all that. Uh, okay. We were into hip hop. Wu-Tang, by the way, shout out right. to the t-shirt you're wearing. <laughs> and then he decided, he started CrossFit, and now the dude is shredded. Oh, damn. I was, last time I saw him in person was at his wedding in 2007. I haven't seen him since, but he sends me a picture. And he goes, look, I just did a competition this morning at 6 a.m. What have you done? What have you done? <laughs> <laughs> every day, he competes Man. every day. And so wow. he would send me these like workout programs, like, hey, if you do this, do that, you know, 30, like 20 of these, 10 of that. And by the end of your workout, I'm like, holy fuck, I just did 100 push ups. Wow. Man, I didn't and they work. You, man. <laughs> That's cool. No, they work. I just, I, I just gave up. That's all, <laughs> that's all it is. Do you follow any of this shit? Like, you're on a special diet or what are you going to do? You have no, a plan? I, I have a plan. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to. I, I tried keto for a while and that actually really worked for me. Um, I so, heard that. Yeah. My sister did that too. She told she lost a lot of weight that way. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's definitely a plateau of energy where when you first start out, it, it definitely uh, makes you feel really tired. But then once you push past that, you start mm-hmm. feeling pretty good and, and dropping the weight pretty quick. But it, but it's like anything else. I just have to stay disciplined, you know? Uh, but it's a, uh, well, you have your coworkers too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We're doing a little competition with with some money, so I think. Oh, there's money involved. Yeah, so I, I think. It'll, how much? How much we talking? How much we talking? It's two hundred bucks, but hey, it's still two hundred. What? <laughs> yeah. So that's something. wait. So well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Back up, back up. What is what is the what is the bet? Is it is there a deadline? Is it by December twenty of twenty twenty two? So we're trying to do it um, by. We're trying to do it in six months. So. Uh, you know, January, February, March, April, May. So by the end of May, whoever has the most weight loss, um, or we're going to do body fat because they're, um, yeah. my, my coworker is like, uh, like 300 pounds and I'm like 190 and my other coworker is like 220. So we're kind of have a broad range right now. So yeah, it's oh, just going to so be, be body fat. So you body measure fat, your body so, fat. Yeah. When do you start? When do you start? Uh, January 1st is what we're going to try to do. But from what you're saying, man, that, that, uh, that February thing doesn't sound too bad. Maybe we need to push uh, it. You're going one more month of eating like <laughs> shit. <laughs> it's going well, to get, you, all, I, it, 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 it doesn't matter because you're going by, you know, like body fat. So it doesn't matter really when you start. You can, right, be, you can be fatter by February 1st. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But as long as your body fat goes down by May 30th, you're fine. Yeah, oh, I think. Dope. Yeah, it'll be cool, man. I'm, I just need to find a way to keep myself motivated, and uh, you know, I, I just get too comfortable. I, I get uh, to the point where I'm like favoring all the time, and I, I just can't stop, dude. It's, uh, it's oh, yeah, well, well, hold on. What are you favoring then? Because you can favor some uh, good shit too. <laughs> you, 
Dude, and since I've been in San Antonio, man, like, uh, oh, that doesn't my, help my, either. My, my friends call it the, tor- <laughs> the tortilla time bomb, is what they call it, man, because I'm just wrecking on tacos all the time, man. There's a there's a joint here called a uh, Tinka Taco. I can't uh-huh. get enough of it, dude. I could eat it every day. It's dangerous, man. It's just good. <laughs> just, call, just call. Okay, t- here, here's what you do tell your wife <laughs> whenever you feel the urge or the craving to have those tacos like no sex for a week oh damn well i mean shit it's just straight off so just just don't do it it's that simple <laughs> and look if, if you need a carrot and a stick there's your stick and there's your carrot you got you can get 200 by may and you get to have sex with your wife or you get fatter and you feel bad about yourself and you have to pay two hundred dollars I think I know what the right choice is. <laughs> <laughs> well, glad I could help, man. This is all the time we have. Thank you so much. Yeah, for thanks, man. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever, if you ever need advice on weight loss, talk to me. <laughs> what do you mean? No, I don't know what the yeah. fuck I'm talking about. I, I, I really don't. <laughs> no, but I, I am, I am all for accountability because it's true that when you, at least for me, it was like that. Like when. During the pandemic, I was like, okay, I'm by myself. I'm in my apartment. And, you know, you buy the equipment. You buy the the the, the dumbbells. You buy the mat. You buy, like, uh, the band things. And you're like, okay, now I got to follow something. Because if I do it by myself, I know I'm not going to do it right. Yeah. Right? It's like, it's, like if you, it's like you always get a workout buddy. Because, like, he'll, he'll push you. He'll or she will like encourage you and be like, no, don't give up. One more push, one more push, one more set, one more set. When you're by yourself and the TV's right there, the fridge, the fridge is right there and the couch is calling you like, come on, man, come here. Come put your ass on me. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're like, ah, fuck them reps. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to catch yeah. up on succession. That's what yeah. <laughs> really, <laughs> right. That's, man, what it, that's what happens. I've slept on that show. I keep hearing it's great. Oh, you haven't? I've, I have HBO Max, so I, I just need to queue it up. Oh yeah, man! Well, now, now if I well, you have all month of January to watch it, to watch all three seasons. Because after yeah. that, you're done. You're you got to get on the grind, man. Hell you got to yeah. get on the grind. <laughs> but, oh, but that's not too bad. Like you're not, you look fine. I mean, as long as your wife doesn't complain, that's really what the. Thanks, man. I mean, that's should. that's what's good about Zoom. It's like from the neck up, so you you can't see. Her. That's why you don't want to come do it in person. <laughs> No, no, no. That's why. It's hey, not man, about the drive or the gas money. Hey, you want to pick me up in San Antonio? That's cool. Two hundred dollars. You want to bet? No. Yeah. It's like one hundred and ten dollars to Uber there. I, yeah, I checked no it. Shit. I live in Fluberville now too. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hey, congrats on the new house, man. That's dope. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's it's it hasn't sunk in yet. That's cool, man. That's my goal too. That's. That's my other goal for for 2022 is to be in the house. Is the the market as bad down there? Um, It's a little bit better. I mean, it's crazy everywhere, but it doesn't seem as crazy as Austin so far. Look, you know. I don't really know San Antonio that well. I don't either, man. I'm learning. I kind of live in the, like, the SeaWorld area, so it's kind of touristy. Is that the north side? Like, on 151, yeah, like, northeast side. Okay. Yeah, but... uh. But it's nice. But I, I miss Austin, man. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> hey, Austin, you know what we said? The best part of San Antonio is Austin. <laughs> that's Austin. That's right. <laughs> oh, man. What, what'd you What'd you move down there in the first place? 
Well, we uh, had a death in the family. I know a lot of people are going through uh, their versions of that, but um, it made sense to uh, to be close to family. And since um, yeah, I my, my my oldest daughter was getting ready to start a kindergarten, so the transition was seemed right because everybody was going their separate ways from her school and um, and being close to family. It's been nice because um, it's funny. Like my wife's never seen me do a show because she's always been with the kids. Like, uh, we've never had that kind of support, you know, like, um, so it's, it's, it's interesting. Wow. Not even on video, you know, video. She's, she's seen video, yeah, but she's, she's never physically gone to the show, like never been out to the Roma room or, and, or any of that. So wow. it's, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. She's, I mean, eventually, yeah. and by the way, you know, you're the first person I met at the Roma room. And I was trying to remember, like back on Owen Road, I remember you coming in, and I yeah. think it was it was before like one of the one of the Sunday shows. Yeah, yeah, and, it was it was. Uh, first off, I forgot how I found it. I already <laughs> forgot. I, I don't know if I googled it or there was no like directory or anything. Mm-hmm. But that, I guess it, I wasn't. I, I was not trying to go to Target and then miss. <laughs> <laughs> missed the entrance. Just the target. target. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but... like, okay, this is a little business complex. Cool. Oh, there's one room. Holy shit, it's actually pretty nice. And you, you're the first one I saw, and then Rob was there too. And you guys, you explained to me how how it worked. They're like, hey, you know, it's donation. You know, give ten dollars. You know, get yourself a drink, get yourself a beer, and then we'll record your set and blah blah blah. And I was like, holy fuck, this is awesome. I was like, uh, trying to think. So I started in 2019. So this was 2020 because I, I I stopped in 2019 about halfway through the year. And then I came back officially that uh, 2020. And that's when I found out about the room. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you had a, you had a, been like a judge for like a funniest person yeah. in Austin and things like that, right? Like, yeah. So you weren't doing stand up back, back then? No, I wasn't. I did. Uh, oh, wow. I was. I was a judge two years in a row. In 2018 and 2017, and uh-huh. then 2019 is when I started and I entered the contest. So I was on the other side of the thing. And I'm like, I know all the criteria. Doesn't mean I'm going to make it or anything. Because <laughs> I, I, I mean, I was against like Andrew Murphy, oh, and man. that same night I'm like, these guys are fucking hilarious. There's no way in hell. I did 17 open mics. There's no way. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna advance, but it was what. Well, it, it, it's funny because uh, Rebecca Trent made that comment on when she was on. She said, "Uh, uh, there is a thing about uh January open mics because there's a lot of people who put stand up comedy on their New Year resolution." Yeah, and for me, it was, it wasn't a New Year resolution. It was more of a, uh, well, I want to do this. I want to enter the contest, so I better get on as soon as possible. And it was January, but I'm sure I was along with some guys or not around anymore. I mean, I, I, I don't know, but uh, it was it was more of a like a well, it was kind of a goal for myself. And then I, you know, kept going. That's cool. What, what, what was it for you? Well, um, I'm kind of a, I'm a theater kid, like uh, like Rob and I um, did community theater for a long time. And um, like what, how long ago? Or how old you, you're talking? So um, Rob is like 22. He's, no, he's like <laughs> he's like 30. Yeah, I know, but uh, but, I'm I, 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 but, but um, 
you know, I think I'm, I'm around your age. I'm, I'm 37. Um, okay. So, um, but when I was in high school, I did theater and then um, I did community theater um, at a place called Sam Bass and uh, Rob did plays there. And then he went off and uh, went to North Carolina school of the arts mm-hmm. and he went there to be a director. So he would come back and um, he actually directed me into some plays. And I always wanted to be in uh, involved in the stand-up comedy scene, but, you know, I didn't really know the, the avenues in which to, to do it you know i did some open mics and i felt like i was okay but beyond that i didn't really know how to pursue it mm-hmm. and um you know so um the roma rooms whenever rob kind of pitched the idea it it, it seemed like um almost like a workout room you know like where you could have the stage yeah. time and you could yeah. kind of learn, learn the, stage time. right and and learn the craft you know so that was appealing to me just just for that it, you know um because i think if you include that time and then when we stopped for covid you know i've i've barely done it a year you know really um mm-hmm. but uh you know it's something i always wanted to try and then you know you have like people like dean stanfield and pat bernard and uh you know spencer buck. cavins and buck buchanan uh, yeah. all those guys yeah and um and uh like buck buchanan and uh and his brother eric and i we would go to the love goat all the time um, mm-hmm. and that was kind of like pre Roma room, um, and Cenote a few times, um, Note on Fridays. Yeah. With, yeah. uh, James Kerrigan. Mm-hmm. So, um, and, uh, and tramps. Um, so, yeah, tramps. Those were, yep. and, uh, that's really all I had really done. Um, and I bombed so bad, <laughs> but, um, but not I, anymore. I was, well, yeah, not anymore, but, but in the beginning, yeah, but. Well, it's, it's, this is yeah. part of it. Oh yeah, it's necessary. But it was just cool to be in that world and 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 learn it. So you know, the room, a room, and hats off to those guys because you know, uh, having a chance to be on the same bill like with Brett Ernst was a dream come true for me. Right, I, right, I, that's right. I, I really looked up to him and and his comedy. So that was that was amazing. Um, and I n- never thought I'd be able to do something like that. And, like you got to be a uh, on the show with Adam Ray. Like I mean, that's that's awesome, dude. Wait, oh yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like that's just cool, man. I mean, no, I, I mean, I love... they, they did a good job. A shout, shout out to Rob and everything he's done, and you know, congrats to him on the the, the wedding and all that good stuff. Now Pat's in, char- in charge. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Patty Bo Daddy, <laughs> man, he's, he's doing it, doing it big over there. Yeah. yeah Go ahead. Oh no, I was just saying, like, um, but yeah, that was that was really my start. The the Roma Room, I always consider my home club, and um, you know, and it was just cool to to learn from from everybody. And and you know, when you have certain people around you, uh, the reason why I mention all those guys is because they're all all people I admired, and uh, and to make you step your game up, especially like oh. somebody like, like like Dean, you know, like yeah, hats off to Dean, man. Dean yeah. is like seriously. At at one point, it's like. There, there's no I could see Dean like three times in one day mm-hmm. and I'm really like I'm like okay there's just three mics I want to hit and then here comes Dean just strolling in with his freaking Crocs <laughs> but he hustles man Dean really hustles and he's he's, he's the nicest redneck I know <laughs> that's true baby he's, he's the charming. nicest redneck he's, yeah the nicest mullet 
baby face <laughs> motherfucker I know. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> really, really, uh, yeah. My hats off to him. It, it was good to see him at Skankfest. Oh yeah, man. That's, and actually that's... do do really well. You know, follow some killers and just to, he was nervous as fuck. I think he followed Miss Pat one day. Oh wow! Man. He followed Miss Pat at the in the box, and he. I talked to him afterwards, and it was like, yo, I was seriously, I was shin, I was shin bricks thinking I have to, <laughs> I have to follow Miss Pat, and he did fine. He did wow. just fine. Yeah, shouts to Dean, man. Shouts to Dean. Yeah. Wish I could have been there for that. Let's go. Yo, don't miss the next one. Yeah. Don't man, miss the next I, one. I got to get your opinion because, like, while we're on that subject, you know, like, um, like Dean has a, a good philosophy, man. Like, you, you got to put your time in and, you know, you got to dedicate, you know, a certain amount of time to the craft. But, you mm-hmm. know, you're, you're a dad, like, um, and, and we do it when we can. Like, how are you able to, like, uh, get your mics in? Get your reps in. Well, first of all, I'm separated, so my schedule is little. It's not as uh, uh, busy, I would say, as yours. Uh, but I think if I can hit, I don't know, three, four mics in a week, mm-hmm. I, I'm good. If I know I have a show coming up, I'll try to do more than that. Um, and I don't mind getting getting around. I mean, now I live north. There's a bunch of mics up here, but I'll I'll mm-hmm. go down. I'll go downtown, and you know, go to uh, Shakespeare's, and uh, I did WTF uh, last Monday. Oh, nice. No cap, Mike. Uh, but I don't know. It's like you 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 gotta make the time. Like there's no other formula. I I know that. It, here here's the thing too, and I, and I think that it comes with with the with age is that I have, I have shit to do. <laughs> I have shit to do. Like right. I, I have a job. I have a kid. I have interests. <laughs> yeah. I have things I'm trying to build and my bandwidth is very small. So and it's like any, it's it, no, I don't want to say that. That's, that's kind of productive, but you, you, you have to make the time, but it, it is, still a young man's game or young like a young person's game which is fine mm-hmm. and i'm and i'm not putting it on age at all but look at D- dean delray dean delray started like around our age and now he toured with bill burke yeah. dean delray is not married no kids none of that you know oh, yeah. but it, it is doable i mean uh what's his name um like the no respect guy oh rodney yeah, Ronnie Dangerfield didn't make it till it was older. Lewis Black, same thing. And yeah, you're. I don't think it's an age thing, but I think it helps when you're in your twenties when you don't you're still trying to figure shit out, right? You know, and you're like, hey, yeah, I have time to to hang out till three in the morning with fellow comics and shoot the shit and and run jokes with each other and and hang out and get to know. This is how I get to know comics here. This is what I do. You know, but uh, it's I got to make the time. There's no way around it. Yeah, I think that's been like the thing about I've kind of to Mike still in Austin, like before I got hurt, of course, but I haven't done any open mics uh, here in San Antonio. So I know like Laugh Out Loud is like on Tuesdays and they've got a couple other mics, but it's definitely a a different scene. Um, So I'm I'm trying to I mean, you just got to go and try them out. There's no there's no way around it. Absolutely. And, 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 and in a way, I think that 
you know, yeah, I wish I could be out there more. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, yeah, my my bandwidth is really really small, and and I've you know what, in a way, I, I've kind of always envied people who you know by the time they're I don't know eighteen, maybe earlier, like, oh, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Like when you hear these professional comics go, yo, I. I started doing improv and then I got on stage and I told jokes and I was like, this is it. This is what I want to do. Or, Oh, I want to do theater. I want to do, uh, I want to be a carpenter, whatever it is, whatever your dream is when you were a teenager. Mm-hmm. And today that's what you're doing. You've already won. Yeah. Because no one can take that away from you on you know, other than yourself, you know, with a Coke problem and a little, <laughs> <laughs> That's, it's all up to you because you just know you have to put in the work. The 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 thing is, you got to stay. Um, I think you have to stay humble. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I sound like a TED talk now. <laughs> <laughs> you got you got to stay humble and hungry, and like I don't know what this is going. Like, I don't know if five years from now, I'll still do it, do this. Like, I don't know if, if I'm meant to do this. I know I've always known that, that I wanted to do something in entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe because, I mean, I've I've thrown events, I've produced shows, you know, I've gotten on stage. Maybe that's the, you know, getting on stage is not for me. Look at uh, uh, Brandon Lewin from yeah. uh, Big Laugh Comedy. Like he was a, he was a comic. And then he realized he wasn't getting enough stage time. And then he, he said, you know what? I just put on my own shows. And then he started putting on shows and he realized he was great at it. And now that's what he does. And he does a great job. Kate uh, went through the same thing recently. Yeah. Well, she said, yeah, Austin, Texas comedy is really my calling. This whole getting on stage, telling jokes that nobody laughs at, not my thing. And uh, Rebecca made a good point when she was on the show. She said, we don't need more comics, but we need more people involved in comedy. Sure. I mean, it's a must, like, especially with the way the scene has grown. It's No, exactly. Like, there's no HR department. There's no uh, fundraiser. There's no, hey, I'm happy. What if they were like a, a, a comedy doctor? Can you imagine that? Yeah. No, none of these kids <laughs> have health insurance. That's right. But well, there's, it, no, it, there's no ham for for. A comedians, you know. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So if, if say, tomorrow, um, you know, God forbid something happens to you and there's a, there's a doctor who's like, hey, you know what? As part of my contribution to the community, you know, I will do health checks with comments because God knows they need health checks. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I mean, what would that be? The Health Alliance for Comedians hack? That would be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but it's it, it, it's one of those industries that you know who um, who are making its point to. Do you, do you listen to Drink Champs? You know, you know, uh, you know, Drink Champs. I know of it. Yeah, I just don't listen. Okay, but, so uh, Drink Champs. For those who don't know, it's a podcast on the Black Effect Network. Uh, it's Nori Noriega. And a DJ EFN, and then they interview the, the their, their whole the whole point of their show is to give flowers to rappers while they're alive. So they've had recently Ghostface and Raekwon, they've had Alicia Keys, they've had uh, Shine oh, the Rugged Child, they've had Kanye recently. So it, it's you learn so much about these artists, and you're like, yeah, let let's get to know you 
while you're still around. So we're not having to do a tribute while you, when you're dead. And he was talking about how there's no SAG for rappers. And how like you got, you know, uh, rappers committing suicide or dying in the streets or they have all this money. Can you imagine? Like all these rappers got money. If every rapper out there, active rapper out there donated a dollar to some organization, right, that um, that would help mental health shit. Or, hey, if tomorrow Cool Herc is sick, like, if you don't know Cool Herc is, Godfather of Hip Hop, uh, if tomorrow Cool Herc is sick, he can, like, you know, call numbers, hey, I'm Cool Herc, I need coverage because I'm sick, blah, blah, blah. And then here, this is the hip hop fund that can help you. So something like that, but for comedians. Yeah, yeah, that would be dope. I mean, I guess funny that kind of takes me back, like, the old uh, MTV Crib days when they had Method Man and Red Man, like, in an apartment with, like, some tangled up like Nintendo oh, yeah, yeah. The, the, the red man the red man mtv cribs from like 1996 or something like it's like epic like living apartment is shits on the floor <laughs> that's probably how they're living man. but yeah, not today uh, well i don't know i don't know i wouldn't be surprised if red man was still in that shitty ass apartment in jersey wherever it was no but it, it, it you know to rebecca's point it's like yeah you gotta not everybody's a comedian. Some people fit can fit in other ways. Right. And some people can do both. I think like, like Pat Bernard's a great example. Like I, I think he's a hilarious comedian and uh, I hope he, he's able to get some stage time in addition to what he's doing. I know he's busy, but yo, yeah. I, I had, I had a long, I had a long talk with him. I want to bring him back because uh, he was on actually exactly a year ago. Him and uh, him, him and, and Rob. Uh, him and Rob, yeah, that was my first episode just about comedy. But uh, yeah, I, I had a long, we talked for like two or three hours. And I was telling him, uh, like, hey, yeah, this is, got some big shoes to fill here because Rob was the guy and now you're the guy. And I'm like, but I want you to see, I want to see you on stage too, man, because you're funny. <laughs> I want to see yeah. you on stage. And, and, uh, and it, it, it was interesting because, um, the thing is, going to a mic is one thing, but as, as big as comedy is getting in Austin, I feel like it's gonna get to a point of saturation where any mic not not just not just, just mics, but just uh, just shows in general, like just going and to go in and go to a show, everybody every, anybody can do that, right? Yeah. But if you can find something different about your show that makes it more interesting or more memorable, you know, there's heckle mics, for example, but right. that's been done and redone. There's roast battles that's been done and redone. But I, I was telling them, like, try to find something, not a, not a gimmick, but something that's like, oh, shit, yeah, this show or this mic, no one else does it like, no one else does it like him or like they do at the Romo Room. Mm-hmm. It's got to be a format that hasn't been either hasn't been done before or not done in Austin yet. I don't know what it, I don't know what that is. That's what but, I dig about like uh, the the tag mic that Alden does, man. Like uh, yeah, there you go. That, See, yeah, that's an interesting one. Yeah, that's so, original. Yeah, so uh, for those who don't know, 
if you're a comedian, uh, Alden Schaub does a tag mic at Roma Room on Fridays where he, uh, while a comic is on stage, everybody else got to write tags for him. And then after the, after the set, just write them on a piece of paper, just turn it over. I think that's a great idea. It's cool, man. It's a, it makes that's you... what I'm talking about. Shit like that. Because, I mean, the whole, hey, let's get someone on the mic and put a couch. And then if you do well, you come sit down. It's like, come on, man. You're doing Johnny Carson again? <laughs> really? You know how long that's been? Right. Give me something else. Or uh, uh, Dave J's joint, where he just throws a topic at you and you got a riff for two minutes. Yeah, that's that's but, cool, too. But that's been done. That's, the riff thing has been done. Like, the, the roulette, there's different ways to do it. But at the end of the day, it's like, hey, here's something. Oh, at Skankfest. There was uh, uh, Aaron Cheatham. I wasn't there, but he talked about it. He said, uh, so it was a roulette, and he had to tell jokes. It was like a handicap. And uh, the handicap that he got after spinning the wheel was he had to dance and tell his jokes. So he started doing the worm, <laughs> doing all kinds of dances. There was another one where you had to, like, turn your back to the audience. Oh, wow. And deliver your jokes, like shit, like that, like that. That's that's actually interesting. Yeah, that is. Yeah, I think uh, it'll be interesting to see what creativity, especially. Uh, it seems like if everybody's got an idea, there's going to be a place for that idea where you can at least try it out, which I which I love. Oh yeah, um, I can, just go to Pat. If you have ideas, <laughs> talk to Pat Bernard <laughs> at yeah, the Romo yeah. Room, and just I, I had an idea for him. Uh, and I'm I'm looking to get it started in the spring. Oh, I'm what not going to say. No, oh, not, you can't, not, you're not going to say. It. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't want to say because then no, one, so I don't want someone else to do it. And second, we did we did a small version of it already at my apartment. Oh. Uh, it it was me. Who was it? Me, Pat. Um, shit, Nate. Clinging. Yeah, Nick Klingon, and I forgot to the oh, uh, big ah oh, shit, Tyler. Oh, okay. And and, nice. and Tyler Nelson, yeah. And uh, we did a little a mini version of that at my place, and I was like, "Yo, we need to do that at the at the Romo." So I'm not gonna say anything until it's done. I don't want to jinx it. I don't want someone else to take it. I want to turn it to a TV show, and I'm pissed off because somebody else makes money. <laughs> it, it doesn't exist, as far okay. as I know. It doesn't exist. So I'll, make sure I'll just wait and see. <laughs> just wait and see. And I hope it works out. So in the spring at the Romo Room, I hope I hope I can do it too, man, because I'm just adding on shit to do. <laughs> <laughs> nice, man. Oh, there's man. just so much. It's like if you if you have um sorry, and I'm just I'm random. Like I said, I have no agenda. No, so no, it's all good. Um uh, I was talking to a DJ yesterday. Sunday. Uh, good friend of mine, Mixer Rogers. Uh, go check him out. Really dope DJ. Um, and I was like, they you in Austin. There used to be places where you could go. You could go to, and they played. I want to say like not top forty shit. Like they wouldn't play Drake. They wouldn't play the baby or the other baby or the young baby. They wouldn't play like you know whoever's the. The one right now, there's no Kanye. It's like we're gonna play either some underground stuff, or we're gonna play some soulful hip hop, or play some funk, 
you know, dropping James Brown, like grown folks shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny that you say that because like uh, we do the show called the OG Show. We we did one a, a month ago, and um, I just decided to play like Mose and Quali and Roots and all this and. All these younger people are like, "What is this?" Like, <laughs> it's like, "How do you not?" Is little no. in the name? No, it's not, bitch. <laughs> Pay attention. That's and, what I'm saying. I, like, so, and it's 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 like, and I was we were thinking about it because back in the day, I don't know how long you've been in Austin. Since '99. Okay, so you know your shit. I mean, I'm assuming. Yeah. I'm surprised <laughs> I'm just running into you now. That's weird. <laughs> well, I, I got to, here in '98. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I went to McNeil. And um McNeil like, High School? Yeah. And um so Westwood, we have a mutual, man. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm I'm O three, uh McNeil. And um I went to uh, school I'm with 99. a mutual friend of ours, uh Obi. Uh oh shit, that's right. Yeah, Obi. Um and uh so I I see him every now and then, but it has been a long time since we caught up. So but uh but shout out I to I talked Obi. to him yesterday. I was with him this weekend. <laughs> oh that's cool. <laughs> but I, I, yeah, I talked to him yesterday. Oh, that's awesome. He doing good? Uh, yeah, it's good. He's, yeah, he's you know, living the life. You know, he's just wrapped up Fear of the Walking Dead as a special effects specialist, whatever that, that means. He's trying to explain to me what time. I'm like, look, man, uh, if you tell me there's a, if you tell me there's a, the, there's a plant there, you make it disappear, I'd be like, all right, that's your job. <laughs> that's what you do. You just, that's all I need to know. Don't, don't throw me some like, like technical jargon of I don't know VFX I don't know how that works. No, but like <laughs> if 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 there was a spot you could go to as an adult, because I don't I don't want I don't know about you. I don't do you go out anymore at all? I, I mean, not in that way. But I will say, like I I never went like to the club. Like um, that's why I, I haven't met you. That was never <laughs> really you, my scene. That's why I didn't meet you till twenty twenty. Like, like my thing, like uh, my hangout was Alamo Draft House. Like back in the day, um, a group of friends, they used to have this thing every Friday. It was called a uh, videoke. It was like karaoke, but you did movie scenes and you riffed over the scenes. So you oh, improvised over it. And so they had a kind of like American Idol style where um, they would judge you and then you could win stuff. And then um, eventually, like uh, I got to the point where I started hosting and then um, you know, it was like from midnight to like three in the morning. Um, so I would do stuff like that. And we even like thought about doing like a version of it at the old uh, Roma room and, and renaming it because it was something that we all like doing. But that's kind of like, that's some theater kid shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, so, no, it, yeah. It, it, I, as long as it's different. Look, Master Pancake Theater is the thing. Yep. You know, yeah. those, those are always fun. Like put on a movie and then you just riff on it. Why not? Yeah, I mean that's that's so. Uh, when you bring that up, Owen, one of the guys that does that, um, I got a chance to be on a, a couple of his shows um, back in like man, this must have been like oh four oh five. But uh-huh. he was telling me the way that they got that started is they did a version of like Top Gun, and they taped it, and they said, okay, Top Gun's going to play like three in the morning on KXAN on the NBC affiliate, and uh-huh. so I want to call the radio station and beg for them to play our version of Top Gun. And people could mute their TVs. And then it started like this following where people liked it enough where they brought it to Alamo and were able to do it the way that everybody knows it now, which is, which is pretty cool. Uh, the Alamo has had some dope programming. This is, that's what I mean. Like, it's, it's one thing. Yeah, we play movies. 
Mm-hmm. But you're not AMC. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you, you're doing something. I used to go to Mike and Ike. You remember Mike and Ike? Uh, yeah. Cartoon. Actually, I forgot the whole name. It's like a, it's like a, it was like a cartoon animation uh, festival. Festival, yeah. Yeah, and then it's like Happy Tree Friends and all those fucked up cartoons. <laughs> yeah. There was one, the, the one that, that will haunt me for the rest of my life was the, uh, it was the, oh, there was Dr. Tan, Utran. Mm-hmm. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I remember. And yeah, then, there's... no, the, 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 this, the bird that gets fucked by a horse. Remember that one? Oh no, I don't think I remember that. I remember like every a, year they would show that shit on a what? giant screen. It was an animation <laughs> of a little uh, yellow bird that sees a horse, and as it was just high on drugs or some—I don't know what it was—and then it would fuck the horse. Oh my god! And it was very graphic, but it was animated, so that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, but, what do you? <laughs> oh man, I got I got to find this now. When you uh, said that, I remember one where it was like um, an Uncle Sam type of character. It was animated, and he had a bald eagle with him. And he they would go door to door, and if you didn't pay your taxes, the bald eagle would fuck you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's one that I remember. Like that was like off the wall, but they had some crazy shit. I I remember uh, they used to do open screen nights. Did you ever go to those too? There, open what? Um, open screen night. Uh-uh. Um, so. They would have some shit. I remember the one that sticks out in my head is uh, it started out with this title card that said uh, uh, this videotape was found uh, in a duffel bag that I bought at uh, at, at Goodwill. And uh, this is what was on the tape. And so oh. you see this like uh, this blurry uh, peach blurry thing. And it starts to zoom out. It's extremely zoomed in. And over the course of the video, it just zooms out, zooms out, zooms out. And uh, you see this, like, uh, dark movement. And it's a, it, it zooms all the way out, and it's some dude that's playing with his penis that has, like, a little beanie on it. <laughs> and, sing, oh! and, lip, and he's, like, lip-syncing lip to, like, Mighty Mouse. <laughs> and they would have weird-ass shit. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> but but i but i loved like all that that that's kind of like what i i became obsessed with was like all being part of all that stuff and you know stand up with something like because like growing up like i watched like so much everybody talks about snl which i i love snl no but, fuck snl uh, mad tv all day I, I i have to disagree with you there man in living color was my shit um, oh well we didn't <laughs> have that <laughs> <laughs> Dude, man, don't get me wrong. In living, no, <laughs> in living color is it like I? I didn't find out about living color till much later. Oh, okay, but I I just saw a lot of clips from back then and from uh, Jim Carrey playing the fireman, the fucked up fire marshal. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, the the uh, homie the clown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so and, that, I, I've seen clips of all that stuff, but I, I I didn't watch back then. I was a mad TV kid. Mad okay. TV was my my go to. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, because like Paul Mooney wrote Homie the Clown. And like Oh uh, he did? Yeah, so like that was his character and then of course Damon killed it. Yeah. But um but those guys were my heroes, like Tommy Davidson and uh you know, uh of course Jamie Foxx. But yeah, and th- and then I was I was late to SNL because of that. 
Yeah, yeah I mean, you're not missing much. <laughs> you're not missing much. Well, I'll tell you what, that, like the, the season of SNL that had the most memorable sketches. Well, there was, of course, the one uh, uh, Richard Pryor was on. Sure. There's that one sketch of Richard Pryor and Chevy Chase saying the N-word. Yeah, that's yeah, definitely that was, classic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then the whole... Uh, shit, what's his... I'm, I'm blanking on names now. The guy who does... Will Ferrell. The Will Ferrell generation. Mm-hmm. Like, that yeah. was like peak SNL. I mean, I mean, Farley Spade, uh, you know, Adam Sandler, them all together was was pretty special. Um, and but I think that kind of speaks to to our age too. Like it's you can kind of tell like how old somebody is by like what their favorite SNL cast is. Kind of like. <laughs> oh, I mean, but I didn't I didn't watch it. I, I was I was Mad TV. I mean, Will Sasso. What's uh, yeah. What's what's the name? Uh, Nicole Sullivan, uh, what's the girl? Uh, Alex Borstein, like that. Mm-hmm. That was my shit. And I'm not even going, not even as far as when Key and Peele joined and Ike Barinholtz joined. I'm talking Bobby like, Lee. That, uh-huh. huh? Bobby Lee was funny. Yeah, yeah. Bobby Lee, Bobby Lee was good. But even like when when Artie Lang was on, like the first season, mm-hmm. oh, and Deborah true. Wilson, Deborah Wilson, Artie Lang, Brian Callen. Um, I'm trying to remember the other dude on there. Yeah, but it, uh, to me, it was like Matt TV was like these guys don't give a fuck. SNL was still politically correct, I think, right. compared to Matt TV at that time. Well, I mean, that's kind of like Matt TV took the in living color, uh, like playbook, and they kind of executed it that way because yeah. Uh, and Living Color is never live. They they taped everything. They made it the best version it could be, and then they put it out there. And Matt TV certainly did that. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. As far as like who, like who's come out, which show had the biggest stars afterwards? SNL, no doubt. I mean, it's an institution at this point, right? Sure. I mean, the, the, there is a there are some people out there who have a knack for recognizing talent. It's you know, uh, what's his name? I mean, Lorne Michaels. Of sure. course, I mean he's seen them all from Bill Murray all the way to uh, Kate McKinnon. Yeah, you know, it is ironic it, that the one year that he he left the show was when Eddie Murphy was on. I mean, because yeah, right. Eddie, Mur- Eddie Murphy's arguably the biggest star to ever come out of that show. Yeah, <laughs> I mean every, everybody's done well in their own right, but when you're like, where's the cast of Mad TV now? That's true. Compare, I mean, I'm sure they're doing stuff. I mean, Ari Spears is still on the road. Uh, mm-hmm. Mo Collins is on Fear of the Walking Dead. Ice Borstein is on Family Guy doing other shit. Um, but you know, you look at Living Color, Jim Carrey will show up every once in a while and give us, you know, <laughs> Dr. Eggman <laughs> or a dude who likes penguins. So it's kind of like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, but for a minute there, he uh. He was a superstar. No oh, Jim, no one can fuck with Jim Carrey. The, look, the, the the mask was such. Well, first of all, Cameron Diaz. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> I don't know wow. a single. I don't care if you get it straight. No, nobody can look at Cameron pulse, Diaz from the mask. Wow. What, when did the mask come out? Nineteen ninety-five. Ninety-four. Yeah, ninety-four, ninety-five. It's got to be somewhere in there. Yeah, ninety-four, dude. July ninety-four. Um. And uh, Richard Jenny was in was in the the mask. Oh, 
hilarious, man. Yeah, Rob turned me on to him. I didn't know who he was until I met Rob. Oh, yo, Richard Jenny is like, I got to, I saw him live in, at, at the Paramount. Oh, damn. Yes, I saw oh, him live cool. at the Paramounts, early 2000s. Uh, and but his uh special, I mean, all of them are good. Platypus Man, uh, the big steaming pile of me, yeah, uh, little was it like little Catholic boy or something like that? Uh, but man, so fucking good, so fucking good. He has, yeah, man, I, I want to, I have all the DVDs. I, I want now, I want to go back and, and watch them because it was so brilliant. He used to come on comedies, his, his 30 minute. Uh, a special will come on Comedy Central all the time. On Comedy Central Presents, yeah. it was his that would be on all the time, and Lewis Black's was all, was always on. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. What was we talking about? Oh yeah, the mask. The mask. Yeah. Camera. Did you watch the cartoon? Do you ever catch the cartoon? Yeah, yeah. I watched that in the Dumb and Dumber cartoon. Like those are like short lived. Yeah, the cartoon was cartoon. funny. Yeah, we had it in French. Oh, that's tight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, wow. Somebody yeah. stop me. <laughs> How do you come yeah. up with this shit? Yeah, it was craziness, man. I never watched that uh, Jamie Kennedy sequel. but uh, <laughs> oh, yes. The, oh, yes, right. Wasn't there Son one with the, the dog, too? Yeah, Son of the Mask or something like that. Yeah, why, no. would you, why would you do that? <laughs> why no would to... you? God damn it. I swear to God. I mean, Hollywood is going to shit. <laughs> Well, you see, okay, are, are, you, are you an anime fan at all? Do you like anime? Absolutely, absolutely yeah. I was about okay. to bring up Bebop. <laughs> yes, I got to bring up Bebop. Exactly, I got to bring up Bebop. Because I, I went on a rant the other day about it. By the way, if you're into anime, you can hit stop and listen to another show. <laughs> I've, I've, I've talked about anime so many times. I did, I did a whole podcast about Dragon Ball Z with my brother. Uh, cool. But uh, yeah, what happened to Bebop, Cowboy Bebop, for those who don't know, is it's in everybody's top five anime of all time. Absolutely. From 1998, 1998, 99. Uh, it's on Netflix now. You can go back and watch the original. And so they announced they're going to do a live action thing. And every, and you ever go to, to the IGN comment section? Yeah. <laughs> so IGN probably has the most, like, besides YouTube, IGN has the most active comment section on the internet. Because you're dealing with nerds who talk about video games, movies, and Marvel, and, and all of that, and they're passionate. And as soon as they announce that they're doing the live-action Cowboy Bebop series, not even movie, series, they were like, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, they immediately shit on it without even seeing it. Oh, the, the, there's no, no, but there's no way. Nobody's done it right. Nobody's done it right. Why they keep doing it? They just announced, and I kid you not, Live action Mega Man movie. Oh, why? Why would you do a Mega Man? <laughs> Mega Man. If it was animated, which is it already is. You go to Japan. There's tons of Mega Man uh, cartoons, sure. right? Rockman. They call him Rockman there. You know, you take. But you do if Netflix. If you want to do shit right, do what you did with Castlevania. Oh, well, I didn't did even you watch it. I, I didn't even catch that. Yep. But I got to say, man, I got to say, the guy that got to play Jet Black, he was on point. Um, I didn't even care to watch, man. I soon, as soon as I saw the trailer and I the casting, you you did? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm not sorry. I mean, I can, was, I can shit on it because I haven't watched it. <laughs> it's a reimagining, man. Um, 
So they had like uh, Daniela Pineda who uh, played Faye Valentine. Like her and the dude that they had to play Jet Black, which is I'm for, I'm uh, blanking on his name. He's in uh, Luke Cage also. Yeah, yeah, played, yeah, yeah. Um, but they were great, and um, and John Cho did a good job. He just wasn't right for for Spike. For the no, because he look he looks forty. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. He looks forty. It's not it's just not believable. But let me let me, let me ask you this: Did they try to? like cram way too many references from the different episodes because the um, ser- the, the animated series the, the episodes stand alone some of them are like sequels but the stories are compelling like by themselves like you don't need to keep going mm-hmm. right yeah they messed that they tried to make an arc and some of it worked and some of it was completely unearned and they tried to make it uh they tried to cram it in there you're right but um, it w- they didn't have enough episodes. But I think that show was also plagued by, I think John Cho like broke a broke a leg during it, and then uh, COVID fucked it up. And um, it was supposed to be out like uh, last year, so it was kind of. I, I mean, no, I mean, if it, if it was going to be good in the first place, we could have waited. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah, I mean, look at look look at uh, Sonic. Everybody shit on Sonic, the movie, right? Because Sonic looked fucking horrifying, <laughs> and the internet spoke, and then they went back and redid it. You have to wait a little longer, and it turned out fine. And now the second one come out, and they actually see tails and knuckles. Yeah, my my kids love that shit, and I, and I actually liked it too. I dug it. Um, but I'll sit there and watch. I'll watch cartoons all day though. <laughs> oh, don't get me started. Do not I, look on my last episode with Katie Houseman. I, I played this the theme song of uh, Heathcliff and the Cadillac Cats. <laughs> nice, classic. You know what that is? A lot of people don't. A lot of people oh, don't yeah. know Heathcliff. Yeah, Heathcliff. Like yes. Um, I used to watch. Uh, I used to use my kids the Garfield and Friends, where they're all like, <laughs> they watch all that. There was uh, a um, I think I, I probably talked about it again. I, I don't want to sound too redundant on this show. <laughs> <laughs> I try not to, but every time we talk about something, it comes back to. I mean, I've heard you talk about Tom and Jerry and stuff like that. But I haven't yeah, yeah. Well, that. so the the whole uh, so GIC Dick, uh, they produced they produced Heathcliff and mm-hmm. Inspector Gadget and Jason the World Warriors and um, was Mask was that was that them? Remember Mask? Yeah, I remember Mask. The cars that turned into. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Batman the animated series is one of the best cartoons. Oh yeah, time. yo, this is yeah, Batman. Yes, I've, I bought that whole series. They had it on the Apple TV for like twenty nine dollars. So I was like, I got it. Seriously? Yeah, the whole thing. Okay, the Littles, uh, Care Bear. Yeah, Mask was. I'm going through the list. Okay, Mask was. Uh, Dennis the Menace, the Real Ghostbusters, Busters. Oh, yeah. Beverly Hills Teens, uh, Cops, mm-hmm. Karate Kid, Super Mario, G.I. Joe, <laughs> Captain Planet, oh, 1990. Wow. Yeah, Captain Planet. Fuck. Uh, Bill and Ted. Mm-hmm. I watch that all the time, too. Uh, Sonic, Double Dragon, Street Sharks. Oh, wow. So bad. Uh, Sailor Moon. Wow, they did a lot. 
Sabrina's Secret Life, Dino Squad, Sushi Pack. The fuck is Sushi Pack? <laughs> Sounds weird. <laughs> the Wacky World of Tex Avery. Oh, that was classic, dude. Yeah. Holy shit. See that? There's just there's just, there's some there's cartoons like that. Do you remember uh, Freakazoid? Oh yeah, absolutely. By uh, right before Animaniacs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Freakazoid. Yeah. Freakazoid was the shit. It's goofy ass. Ah oh, man, that's why and, I'm like I, I I'm I. It's hard for me to watch cartoons with my son now mm-hmm. because it's all CGI shit. It's Paw Patrol. It's PJ Masks. It's uh, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, and they all look. It looked like shitty video game graphics. Yeah, and I'm like, I, no, we're gonna watch real cart like 2D cartoons. That's why I love Bluey. Yeah, Bluey's classic, dude. And, and I, that's I challenge Australian. anybody. Yeah, I challenge anybody to watch Bluey and not enjoy it on some level. Oh yeah, I don't care yeah. how old you are. Bluey yeah. is Bluey teaches you how to be a fucking human being, not parent, yeah. not just parent. If you're a parent, that's bonus. Yeah. <laughs> but, but here's the thing, because you remember in, in the 80s, a lot of the cartoons, like after, at the end of the cartoon, there was always a segment that teaches you life lessons. Yeah. Like they just shut up a base, like Mask would do that. They would just like shut up the bad guys and, and blew up shit. And at the end, remember kids, always brush your teeth or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> after the credits. Yeah. And even the early uh, episodes of The Simpsons did that. Oh, really? Yeah, the first like two seasons, every episode had that uh, with Bart at the chalkboard. Was like, oh, yeah, I don't, yeah. wow, I didn't know that. I did not yeah. know that. I never watched to the end. That's why. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, but like, but but Bluey is like is seven minutes long, and you learn some shit. Like, wow, that's really all it is, and it's not in a corny way either, which which is actually impressive. Yeah, seriously, yeah, it's 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 real. Um, that's why European shit is just better. Oh, like, yeah, Australian. Uh, oh, Australia, yeah. Blue yeah, but Australian. I mean, yeah. anything um, outside the U.S. is better. <laughs> I'll say like, that. Uh, I'll be French for a second. Yeah, fuck you, Americans. <laughs> when you stupid cartoons uh, and your uh, Pas Patrol uh, and your uh, uh, PJ mask, kids in PJ saving the day. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, I used to watch that. Then they have a Earthworm Jim. Uh, cartoon too. I remember that shit. Yeah, it didn't uh, last, but they, yeah. it's bring, it's coming back. From what I right. read somewhere, sometime. Yeah, everything's coming back around, like Ninja Turtles. Hey. Yes, oh, well, th- there's been uh, multiple iterations of the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, the Nickelodeon shit is bullshit, but I remember the the old ones. Yeah, the yeah. 1987 one. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So my my son loves the theme song, mm-hmm. but he's never watched an episode. I won't <laughs> let him watch an episode just yet. Oh, okay. And so, and I'm like, no, you're going to know who's who, first of all. And you're going to know who, what the weapons are. You're not going to go around, hey, he has a stick. It's not a fucking stick. It's a bow. Get it right. <laughs> Donatello has a bow. Bow, yeah. Michelangelo has nunchucks. And uh, Leonardo has a uh, uh, katana. How do you say katana? Mm-hmm. Katana? I don't know. And then Raphael has a? Psy, right? Yes, yeah, Psy, yes. Don't say yeah. fork or trident. <laughs> well, the, how I got around how I got around that is my buddy hooked me up with all these ROMs, right? And so yeah. they have all these arcade games, and one of them is Turtles in Time. And so, yo, oh my god, that was my first Super Nintendo game ever. Dude, I, I beat I, we, so my my dad. Uh, we're in France, 
And uh, I don't know if you knew, but the the American Super Nintendo and the and the European one don't look the same. Oh, I didn't know that. So the American Super Nintendo is kind of boxy looking. Mm-hmm. The Super Famicom, the Japanese Super Nintendo, and the European Super Nintendo are they're rounder. So the cartridges are not rectangular. They kind of round a little bit. Oh, okay. So to play uh, an American cartridge, you have to get an adapter. So my dad used to go on trips to the U.S. And then, he, he, first of all, he bought us a Super Nintendo without any games. <laughs> <laughs> that was our Christmas gift. <laughs> we got a wow. Super Nintendo, no games. I'm like, if you want games, borrow them from your friends. But the first one we owned, he went on a trip, a business trip, came back, and he brought back Turtles in Time. Oh, man. Well, that's a great But one. we couldn't play it because we didn't have the fucking adapter. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <laughs> we had to go, go and buy the adapter, and you put, so you put the American cartridge up front, and you put a French cartridge in the back. Oh, and you okay. put the whole thing into the, 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 the French Super Nintendo, and then it works. But we beat that game the first time we played it. Wow. It's, it's easy. I still have it. I have it on my Xbox. Like I modded <laughs> my Xbox, so I have uh-huh. all the games from the old consoles. I still play Turtles in Time, That's and classic. it's just as easy. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've played that, and uh, so, so that's kind of how I taught my daughter. Like everybody is, so she's been playing that. But I haven't oh, showed her the yet. So she just turned six. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> I can't fucking wait. Yeah, I, I, I'm like. He's a, he'll be four next month. Well, this oh, month. Cool. It's, it's January, right? Right. Um, <laughs> and I'm like, I can't wait. Because he's seen me play. Because I, 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 I play uh, Rayman Legends. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he loves the music. Like, there's one, there's, one, uh, there's one level where they call them music levels, where the music goes with the action. Oh, so okay. there'll be like, I the Tiger is one of the songs. That's like remix Rayman style. Another one is uh, Black Betty. Whoa, Black Betty, bam, yeah. like that song. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he he sings the song all the time. Oh wow! And I'm like, oh man, <laughs> I can't wait to play with you because I'll. He's like, oh, let's play Rayman. I'm like, I can't play. I'll just play a YouTube clip of somebody else play <laughs> and give you the controller and make you think like you're actually jumping and killing yep. this game. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But yeah, he does, I won't let him watch Ninja Turtles just yet. Yeah, it's a little early at four. Yeah. <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Fuck that theme song. It's horrible. The other and one was like so much better. And what was the other one? Um, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's what you just said. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, no. The, the new one, the Nickelodeon one goes, uh, here we go. Hold on. I, I won't pull the lyrics. I'm going to sound ridiculous <laughs> right now, but fuck it. I'm a popular race because it, it is so stupid. But, and by the way, the, 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 the English version of the original Ninja Turtles thing was uh, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, here in a half shell to the power. They the most something team. We're really hip. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he says, uh, get a grip. He's a radical rat. I'm like, no, because in French, it didn't give him those surfer dude voices. Oh, okay. And in and, and the French version of the theme song, they don't do this little quip things. Mm-hmm. And it sounds way better. 
okay. So the new one is atrocious. <laughs> well, that kind of reminds me of like the uh, Super Mario Brothers Super Show where they start rapping for just randomly in it. <laughs> like, yeah, so th- this is a rap. So the new, <laughs> I'm not going to play it because if I put this on YouTube, I'll get like banned or something. I get blocked. So it goes, uh, so it's rappers. <laughs> They're rapping the song. And they go, here we go, it's the Lean Green Ninja Team. On the scene, cool team doing ninja things. So extreme out of sewer like laser beams. Get rock with the shell shock pizza kings. <laughs> and the best part, this is the part that pissed me off the most. Uh, can't stop these radical dudes. The secret of the ooze made a chosen few emerge from the shadows to make their moves. The good guy win and the bad guys lose. Oh. Fuck out of here! Come on. Yeah. <laughs> the good guys win. No, nobody in the history of cartoon theme songs has ever said the good guy wins and the bad guys lose. <laughs> That's just the society we live. Not in. even Ducktales. Not even any Disney cartoon. As nobody has ever put those words in the theme song. But Ninja Turtles, fucking Nickelodeon, put them in there. <laughs> That's funny. Oh my and it god. Makes, uh, ugh. Yeah, I mean the the original uh, Wallys have a a soft place in my heart, man. Because uh, when I was like, I was seven or eight, but um, growing up, um, I have a mild case of cerebral palsy, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, I I walked where like I was on my tiptoes, and so my heel cords were really short. So they mm-hmm. did the surgery where they took out my heel cords and they snipped all the muscle around it. Um, and I was in these two casts and I was on my back for like three months and my aunt worked at a video store. So she got me like all the Ninja Turtles, like all, like all these different cartoons uh, that I could just have these videotapes and watch. Cause I was just on my back oh, all, all day, oh. every day. So uh, <laughs> that, that's what it makes me think of. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's why I love cartoons so much. Cause I, I spent so much time watching them back in the day. Look, uh, my, my parents tell me to this day that um, when I first started speaking, I was two years old. They both worked, so they would put me in front of the TV. Not, not they, they would go to work, but I we had a nanny, and there was the show I used to watch called Chaui uh, Godo. It's, it's anime, actually. It's from Japan, but it was in French, and it's about these two, this one stray dog looking for his mom. And it was this little ass dog and this big dog that would help him in his journey to find his parents. And my parents would come back from work and I would start singing the theme song to this cartoon. And they had no idea what I was saying. <laughs> and I was two years old. And, and, and the nanny told him, yeah, it's this cartoon that back watches. It's called Chewy and Godo and all that. Um, but like to this day, like there's so many theme songs that are stuck in my head. Like cartoon theme songs. There's a guy I was telling Katie the other day. There's a guy in France right now. He's probably in his sixties, but he was responsible for like most of the theme theme songs, cartoon theme songs growing up. Oh, wow. mostly anime stuff. But he was the guy who did the theme songs. He tours. He goes on tour. <laughs> And adults my age go to those shows and sing along to those cartoon theme songs. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Wow. Man, 
but I'm trying to think like I other than Bluey, I can't think of one where I'm like, this is gonna stand the test of time. Like uh that's gonna mm. age well. It, it's like as far I, yeah. as like for as as far as like for kids, like I feel no, like No, there's that. one I there's one I found that's actually pretty funny, and that's it's British. Peppa Pig, fuck Peppa Pig, she's a cunt. She's annoying as hell. She's a brat. She's never happy. Always bitches. Can't stand her. Um, Man, so I'm glad. I'm glad the Peppa Pig phase is over. I'm so glad. Uh, no, there, there's. It's on YouTube. Dougie, have you seen okay. Dougie? Not familiar. Doug. Ah. Uh, no, it's well, so it, when I think of Dougie the dog, I think of uh, Up the. The uh, the Doogie movie. Nah, hold on. Let me share my screen. Because he's the he's the talking dog. This is Dougie. Oh man, I've never seen that. Yeah. So Dougie is like this this dog that doesn't talk. He just goes woof woof everything he says, and he has these six kids, uh, five kids. There's Happy Tag, Roly, the funniest Betty, and Nori. Man, I, I know my shit, huh? Um, <laughs> and it's like a it's like a camp they go to, and it's like, oh, today we're gonna do arts and crafts, or today we're gonna, you know, learn about music, and then they they do things together, and it's actually pretty cool. But I I like the animation. <laughs> and, and to me, any anything that's not like three D, like this whole new generation of cartoons, is like that's a win. That's that, that's a win for me because uh, I don't know. It, it feels too cookie cutter when it's yeah. like just just CGI shit. Well, that's the way shit is. Like, uh, it it sucks because like when you talk about shows or even hip hop to me, like it's you know they'll, they'll find a formula and they'll just run that shit to the ground till it's not popular anymore, and then they'll move on to the next formula. Like I, uh, I just. I'm- I could uh, rant about this for hours. <laughs> I, I, I just, uh, and, and it feels like all pop culture is like that. And it, and it drives me crazy. Like, cause I, I can't relate to like, uh, and, I, and I sound old as shit, but like, that's why I love. I'm Wu-Tang. older. You don't have to feel bad. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like that's why I like Wu-Tang and all. And, um, like I remember like when I was, uh, when I was younger, like I, I had my going away party. I'm from Kansas originally, but right mm. when I was going to move to Austin, uh, somebody left all eyes on me and and my CD player, and uh, I had never been a pop you got fan lucky. Before. Yeah, and uh, did you keep it? Hell yeah! It, it, was, it, was, <laughs> it was it was it was amazing. Like, um, and for for somebody like me, like I I didn't have like a lot of confidence, and like you know when you listen to anything that just makes you feel cool and just gives you Tupac that, gave you confidence that, 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 that swagger yeah like that should like, be a shirt that should be a yeah. shirt Tupac Shakur <laughs> gave you confidence <laughs> like man I love Pac like he's my favorite MC of all time for sure. oh he is over over Biggie yeah I just think I, I love the storytelling you know even though it's something that I obviously couldn't always relate to like um, yeah of course yeah like it just had such a a fiery persona but he could do like a he could do a song like brenda's got a baby but then have a song like uh death around the corner and just like or hit him up where he's just like a very complex yeah. man yeah tupac shakur yeah. very complex man <laughs> yeah. man can and you believe he, like he died at 27 that's nuts yeah 25 yeah and uh, 20, 25 25 yeah 
and uh, oh, man. and his first MC name was MC New York, and and uh, and he's the the biggest West Coast rapper of all time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it's. I mean, it, do you follow all the verses stuff? Do you watch that? I haven't watched a lot of the verses stuff. Um, it just seemed like hyped up to me. I watched like pieces of it. Should I go back and watch it? I should. That, yeah. No, there's some key ones that like. Well, one one that's kind of, that's that that really took a different that has a different meaning now. The GMX Snoop Dogg one, right? Um, the um, of course the Locks versus Dipset that mm-hmm. was great because that was the first one live like at Madison Madison Square Garden oh, or the cool. Barclays Center, one of the two. I think maybe Barclays Center. Anyway, I think it's Barclays Center. Uh, but uh. Yeah, just the, the performances. There's some I think that they they didn't match right, or at least the format was because because I mean don't get me wrong, they just won an like a streamy award whatever for what they put together, which is I think incredible. You know, putting artists like you'll never see a Drake versus Kanye like that doesn't make sense because they're they're out there right now and they're active. But <laughs> if you do uh. Earth, Wind, and Fire versus versus Cool and the Gang, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh fuck yeah, this is some classic shit, and you're gonna bring an audience that's that's been craving that. If you want to hear Drake and Kanye, you can go. I mean, you don't have to go far to find them, right? Well, well explain it to me. Are they doing like a mega mix of all their hits? And like, how is it? So how does it work? The, the the format, the original format of verses was twenty tracks, one like uh, okay. twenty rounds. Yeah, twenty rounds. So at first during the pandemic, I think the very first one was like, uh, maybe the second one was RZA versus DJ Premier. Oh shit! But okay. so it go beat for beat. Okay. And they would comment and tell stories around them, right? And then so it's like hip hop storytellers kind of. No, pretty much because I... that that was the part that was interesting. It's like you get to see these great artists, you know, artists that maybe never worked together. Mm-hmm. Right or had beef back in the day, and now they just go head to head, and they squash things and they share stories. There was a there was a um, uh, there was like a Ludacris versus Nelly, I think, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it did you no know, Ashanti versus uh, Brandy. Oh, okay. So it's really it's all over the place. Uh, the best one to me, the best, best, best one was the Beanie Man Bounty Killer in Jamaica. Oh, wow. And here's why. Because it was the first one where they were both artists were in the same room. Okay. Because up until then, it was COVID, so they had to do it via Zoom or some shit like that. Now, via Instagram, and sometimes the sound sucked. You know, like the the baby face Teddy Riley one had to be postponed because Teddy Riley couldn't get his sound right. It was it was like technically it didn't work out. And then mm-hmm. the Beanie Man and Bounty Killer one was perfect because one it did it in Jamaica, and two, um, the the whole art of going back and forth as it is in hip hop came from reggae and dancehall and sound system. Mm-hmm. And so it fit right into that culture. And then from there, you know, they had, you know, uh, uh, trying to think the, the list of verses. 
Well, they did Method Man versus Red Man, but it wasn't the verses. They just did their songs. It was a yeah, show. They just, did, they just did Blackout. <laughs> so, yeah, pretty much. They did all the songs. How high? They, 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 it's like this is a show now, but it's the battle aspect of it that's interesting because that gets the conversation going. Like yeah. if you're doing a, uh, they did a KRS One versus Big Daddy Kane, and you're like, yeah, track for track, that's a that's a tough call. Right. You know, and you're like, okay, he just did that song. How is the other one going to respond to that? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. they just did a Bone Thugs and Harmony versus Three Six Mafia. Oh wow. That's interesting. Two, two different vibes. Totally yeah, different. I don't think they totally were good matchup. Yeah. But they did that. Then you're like, okay, you're going to do, uh, you know, um, East 99. And then House 36 is going to respond to that. Right. Whop, whop, chicken, chicken, <laughs> whop, whop, chicken head. That's how they responded. <laughs> That's that Ass song. In titties and big booty bitches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. It's the first of the month. Whop, whop, chicken. No. <laughs> That's but That's it's a wild. it's a great concept. It's yeah, like you know, it's, it's like a rosebud. But now that they have it locked, because they are sponsors, they're on Trilla, do all these things, they can do anything with that. They can do yeah. comedy verses, which already exists as rose battles. Sure. Uh, but I don't know. We'll see where it goes. That's wild. That's cool. Yeah, I uh, I love like the old rose, like but. Uh, it's funny, like hearing about like Jeff Ross, like seeing Chappelle, like at fourteen, and um, and like them becoming friends. And have you heard about the whole story about them hanging out, like on nine eleven and shit? Um, Jeff Ross and who? And Chappelle. Chappelle, no. Yep. So like, uh, they they just found each other like on the street, and uh, and they ended up spending the whole day together. Like Chappelle was with his wife and kid, like. Going down the street with a stroller covered in ashes. Um, oh shit! Then, it was pretty wild, man. But um, yeah, like it's uh, like those roasts, man. It, it it almost just feels like too commercialized. But I but I do love like a lot of the older shit. But it it's hard for me to get into sometimes. Well, it started on the ground, and then it, it somebody said, "Hey, just put this shit on TV." And next thing you know, <laughs> you have roast battles on TV. That, right. That's that's always how shit starts. It starts on the ground. And somebody with more money and more means and more resources goes, yeah, let me fuck you. I'm going to take this idea. So I don't want to pitch my shit. Now. <laughs> no, no, no. No, but it's like a, it's like South by, I mean, I mean, it's the same shit. Like it, when it becomes like so commercialized, like, uh, you know, you, you lose a little bit of the rawness and, and, uh, and you're not just stumbling upon something great always, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I see yeah. what you mean. Yeah. Um, I see what you mean. Yeah. But, uh, you used to go I mean, to South by a lot. Man, yeah, I I love South by. Um, it's like what was your South by year. Ooh, man, it was it was a random lineup. Um, I want to say it was like 2013. So it was um, Childish Gambino, Lil uh-huh. Wayne. Um, randomly there was um, man, what's her name? Uh, Iggy Azalea. <laughs> oh, that was her year. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, Charlie XCX was with her. Yeah. Um, but then, but then there was also Sam Smith, who I had no idea who that was at the time. Uh, right, right. Bleachers, um, and then um, I want to say uh, there's these rappers, Greaves and Budo, that I saw. Like, um, and there's just so many. I remember my wife and I uh, 
took my daughter who I think was like, when she was like six months old, we were going to go to auditorium shores and catch Ray Lamont scene. Cause he's this acoustic cat. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we're like, that'd be, that'd be cool to just, uh, you know, hang out, have the blanket, you know, and have the headphones on her and she'll be mm-hmm. cool. And then, and then, then at the last minute they're like, um, yeah, I'm sorry. I had, the real Montana had to cancel tonight, but we're going to have the deaf tones. Um, go ahead and, uh, <laughs> and take oh, over. <laughs> Completely <laughs> different vibe. It was crazy. Um, Charles Bradley, like he's a, uh, Oh yeah. A soul singer. No, that's out by, but I saw my empire. Yeah. Um, I've, I've seen, I saw him like three times at South by cause he blew me away so much. Like I just was like, I'm just going to see him everywhere he's at. Was um, he the guy that year? I don't remember. He, well, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. Like I, I had watched that documentary, that Daptone documentary with him. Um, I think it was called Charles Bradley's Soul of America. Uh-huh. And his his story, like, you know, you talked about earlier about people uh, starting late in life. Like, you know, he was 60 years old when he put out his first album, you know. Fuck, and, yeah. Uh, and, um, you know, he, he could barely motivation. read. Yeah, and like, then he's just knocking on doors like, hey, let me see. You know, let me write. Let me do this. And then uh, he's sleeping on the on the, the subway and shit, and then um, wow. and the, then his life like completely changed. And it's like you root for somebody like that because you want to see them achieve what they've done, especially when he's got a talent like that. Like if if, you, if anybody doesn't know who Charles Bradley is, I encourage you to to, to seek him out because I I think uh, No Time for Dreaming um, is just one of the best soul records uh, that I can think of. Man, it's one of my favorite records. Is that um, your dope shit? No, that no. But uh, oh wow, okay. That is, that, 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 you have two dope shits today. Yeah, that is dope shit. <laughs> no, that but, is dope like shit. I, to to me was uh, South by twenty two thousand eleven and twenty twelve. Mm. Two thousand eleven was the was one of the first years that I actually did South by like all out, and that was also the year when there was a lot of underground hip hop. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you know your underground hip hop, that was the year uh, the Roots were in town. Yeah, uh, I ran into J Live and Artifacts. Um, like little, I think little brother was there that year. Oh man, that would have been amazing. But there was also there was also dancehall. Uh, I remember going on Fourth Street, uh, where the Marriott is now. Uh, there was a parking lot. It was the Pepsi parking lot. And then I was wearing a shirt, a t-shirt that I never wore that I got from a Collie Buds concert. <laughs> and I was wearing it. And then someone taps on my shoulder. It's fucking Collie Buds. And Whoa. he goes, I like your shirt. And I'm like, wow. holy fuck. It's Collie Buds. <laughs> it's Collie Buds. What do I do? And it was cool as hell. And he's like, oh, you guys should come to my show tonight and all that. And I'm like, all right. Yes, I got to do that. And I, and I wanted to give him something. <laughs> so uh, I went. My girl and I at the time went and bought a pipe. Uh, went and bought a pipe, and we were going to. Uh, we ended up at a at a show with Dilated Peoples. Oh yeah, yeah. It was Dilated Peoples, and there was, and I, it's funny because I had met Dilated Peoples years ago, uh, at Stubbs. They were opening for Little Brother or something like that, mm-hmm. and. I, I remember talking to Rock Hour Science about French hip hop because he was a huge fan. He remembered me. Oh, wow. And um, we never went to the Kali Bud show. We ended up in a basement on 6th, in some dude's basement on 6th Street. 
with Rock Hour of Science and Evidence and like two other dudes, just me and my girl, and then we're rapping Wu-Tang songs. What? Wow. Yeah, it's like, it's stories like that. And then the next year, 2012 was the year that Prince came. Yeah, with uh, Tribe, right? Yes, at the Samsung show. I don't even know yeah. a Samsung. My friend was like, yo, I have a Samsung. You want to come to the show? I'm like, fuck yeah. And I was always a Michael Jackson fan. Okay. Always. Prince was not as big in France as Michael was. And so I go to the show at Zona, at Zona Rosa. Well, Zona Rosa. You went to that show? Yeah. Oh, I went to that show at the Zona Rosa. And I remember I walk in. And um, all tribe shows up. Yeah, uh-huh. did a full on show. Uh, I remember like Michael K. Williams was in the was in the audience. I ran into Hannibal Burris, and <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'll never forget because I, I I he was drunk. He doesn't drink anymore. But like I said, I turned to him. I said, Hannibal. He goes, Yes. Would you like to drink? <laughs> no. I mean, yes, 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 yes. Let's do the shot. Let's do a shot. Come on, man. Let's do a shot. And so we, I did a shot with Hannibal Burst. And then after that, I said, he goes, all right, every time I see you, we're going to do a shot. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and then Prince came out. Full-on orchestra. Full-on band. He had... On horn, that small one, Zona Rosa stage? Yes. I don't know if he expanded it or what. Because Zona Rosa used to put on some dope shows. But like yeah. when Samsung does some shows, it was serious about it. So he had a full on. The band came from the crowd. Wow. And then he did he did Michael Jackson songs. He did James Brown songs. He conducted the band. He got on his piano. He, did, he had seven encores. So I heard he played for three hours. Is that true? Yes. Seven encores. Questlove was in the corner. Ready to play the after party? He never got to do it. He never <laughs> got to play because because Prince kept coming back. Oh my god! Like that kind of reminds me. Like I have a Lizona Rosa story kind of like that. Like um, uh, I I won tickets with a friend to see uh, Dave Chappelle at Lizona Rosa. It was a midnight show after his Irwin Center show. It was like oh five, so uh-huh. fresh after uh, he left Chappelle show, and right. um. There was a big rumor that uh, Black Star was going to play after, um, so right. most most definitely, and uh, he had such a such a long set. and And Kevin Hart Kevin Hart opened for him, and I had no idea who Kevin Hart was back in the day. Oh um, wow! Uh, and, uh, and this but, is Kevin Hart from what special? Uh, man, is... uh, so this is like soul playing Kevin Hart probably. So, oh, this is before <laughs> yeah, all yeah, the yeah. stuff. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I don't even know if most and quality were there. I never, never saw, them. but cause Dave kept going. <laughs> Yo, Dave, yeah. when, Dave, Dave Chappelle. I mean, he, he, he lives by a creed, like live in a moment type shit. <laughs> and he came, I remember he came in, in April, 2015. Uh, he did a show at, uh, ACL <laughs> I did, uh, the whole weekend. Yep, and I went to one same, of those shows too. So remember, it was the same weekend that Stevie Wonder was in town. Yep. I went to both. Oh, man. I went to both. I, I took my mom to see Stevie Wonder, and I also went to the Chappelle thing. And I met 
what and remember he had uh Federic Yone, the guy with a harmonica. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The fr- he's French. And so oh, I didn't know that. So he after this after the set, they went back, they went to the W hotel. And I'm talking I, I don't know how I, I, well he told him that they told everybody he was French and everything. And I just walked up to walked up to him and said, What's up? And he told me, he said, Hey, come tomorrow night at Speakeasy. Uh Stevie Wonder's band is gonna perform. Wow. But like we're not advertising it. Just 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 show up. I'll meet you at the door, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, fuck yeah. Um, yeah. So I show up and Chappelle had a show that night still. This was like a Saturday night. Um, and he so the band comes up, does incredible. I mean, nobody sang. It was they were just doing their, they were just playing. Mm-hmm. And then Chappelle shows up after a set. And he started, he started just, he didn't do any comedy. He started singing. Oh, wow. Like CV Wonder shit. And then he asked everybody to put their phones away. This is before the pouch thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so after that, the, the so the 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 the, the show was, was over, and then some people went upstairs in the the mezzanine at Speakeasy where the bowling alley is. Mm-hmm. Go up, went upstairs, and then we're still partying. Apparently, they're keeping the bar open for Dave Chappelle because it's fucking Dave Chappelle, right? And it's it's three in the morning, and he disappears. He disappears. He comes back ten minutes later with a boombox, and and it was jamming Sister Nancy. No, no, no. What forty people in the mezzanine? The bar was still open, and out of nowhere, Stevie Wonder pops in. No way. Stevie Wonder pops in, and then we all singing. No, no, no. And it's just Dave Chappelle got a boombox. It's four o'clock in the morning. The bar's still open, and we're wow. speaking. I like I, I got tons of stories uh, stories like that, but th- this is like that's for the memoir, bro. <laughs> no, just <sis>, yo. <laughs> this is why I have a podcast. This is to tell you're giving me an excuse to tell my stories. That's why you're here. I appreciate you. No, no, but the the, the whole point of this, I think, is when it comes to uh, I I do agree with his his take on. Wait, you cut your camera off. Oh, my bad. Uh, I do agree with his take. Like you know, now you got to be in the moment. You got to be able to enjoy something. But now you go to a show and there's a bunch of phones up. Yeah, you know, and you're never gonna watch that footage ever again. Yeah, that's true. Um, you don't. You're just doing it because you want to post it. So maybe you have the best footage that goes viral somewhere. You all, you want to be an influencer so bad. But honestly, just fucking put your phone in your pocket. And enjoy. this is why now you're, I, I'm, I'm able to tell these stories because I didn't put my, I didn't have my phone up. Yeah, you're enjoying the moment. I'm enjoying it. Now <laughs> I can tell the story because I was there. I wasn't looking at it through a screen. Yeah, that's why I love like, um, you know, hopefully it'll be back in the same capacity it was. But if you ever get a chance, especially since you're there in Austin, like, uh, if you go to the Austin City Limits TV taping, that's pretty cool. I've never been to one of those, but I, I definitely want to check it out one day. 
I remember I waited like three hours in the rain because the way that it would work is uh, they don't ever sell tickets to that. They, they give them away. Mm-hmm. And so it's a space available thing. Um, but uh, Kendrick Lamar was, was going to do a set, right? Mm-hmm. So he was with a full jazz band and it was to Timber Butterfly tour. Um, and uh, anyway, waited three hours out in the rain, but they don't let anybody have phones or anything because they're taping it. Oh, of course not. Uh, yeah, and, um, and any time that uh, you go to one of those tapings, it's refreshing because there's nobody that uh, you know has their phones out. You can actually, it forces everybody to enjoy it the way you're talking about. And um, that particular uh, show, I'll remember forever. It was incredible. We played for two and a half hours and it was one of the best shows I've ever seen. And I'm a big fan of the pouch. Mm-hmm. for comedy shows shout out to big laugh comedy started doing it after what happened with tony and then everybody else is doing it the creek does it too depending on the shows but they still do it i think it's a great idea because you know comics are just up there trying shit out and right. then you're you're it's not doing anybody a service but yourself and you came to enjoy a show enjoy a fucking show you don't have to text you don't have to Talk to your babysitter. If you can talk to your babysitter, go outside and then put it back in and come back inside. That, that's that's where really that simple. All right, man. We, we're coming up on two hours almost. I think. <laughs> oh shit! I don't even. Like, I don't even know. You know what? If, it's, 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 this is one of those shows. This is what has been lately. Is that I now have to think back about what we talked about. <laughs> I don't know what we talked about. We went so many different ways, and it's, I think it's the best kind of podcast to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For you sure. tell me. Free flow. Uh, I, w- I wish you were sitting across the table from me, but you know, one of these days, uh, you'll make the trip. Yeah, we'll make that happen. You'll make it sure. happen. So, what's your uh, what's your dope shit? So my dope shit, man. I've had a lot of time to read, and um, you know, I've always been like a casual McConaughey fan. But uh-huh. um, he has a book called Green Lights, and uh, and that shit really spoke to me. Like so, and uh, I I was told that the audio book's even better because he like it's a memoir where he kind of talks about different chapters of his life and different decisions he's made. And, um, I don't want to say it's like a self-help thing, but it, but it's almost like, uh, this, his philosophy on life. And it's, it's really interesting. Um, so that's my dope shit. And I think, uh, anybody, whether you're a fan of him or not, would, would get something from that book. Um, so okay. if you, if you get a chance, uh, that's my dope shit. Um, I'll tell anybody to, to read it. I think, uh, there's a lot to to learn and get from it. So, did you finish uh, it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I love it. I've, it. I've read it. I'm probably on my third time reading it. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. It's like that. All right. Fair yeah. enough. Mm-hmm. Um, my dope shit. I started watching this documentary uh, about the Von Dutch brand. Oh yeah, I saw that. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, it's on Hulu, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was I was. I like stories like that because people just they don't know the behind the scenes of a lot of this stuff, uh, how things get made or um, how something becomes the thing. And I'm old enough to remember when Von Dutch was like, I never, I, I don't, I never owned a hat. We put it out there. <laughs> I never owned a hat. <laughs> but there was a Von Dutch was a fucking movement. I don't know. I don't know how. I was curious about like how it became so popular and then how it died off. I guess the, the douchiness of it just just took over. That's like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's like wearing an inflection shirt or Ted. Uh, is it Hardy? 
Ed Hardy. Yeah, Ed Hardy. Ed Hardy shirts. It's like, it has that connotation to it, and you're like, I, I ain't touching that shit. What's well, tough? No, I, bought, I, I bought this Wu Tang shirt at Target. So, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> don't say where you bought it. <laughs> don't say where you bought a Wu Tang shirt. So, yeah, but wear.com, man. <laughs> Target. Get the fuck out of here. It probably said Wu. It probably said Wu Tong. <laughs> got the real tag, right? At least that's what I'm gonna uh, tell you. That works. That works. I don't even. <laughs> I used to have Wu Tang sweaters. I used to. But I don't. I don't even have another. I can't wait to buy my son a Wu Tang shirt. And then send him to school with it and see what happens. I'll do one more dope shit. Uh, Wu Tang and the American Saga is great too. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. I, I, I I didn't bother because oh. of Mice and Men was a great documentary. Mm-hmm. I loved it because they were there. They told the stories, unreleased footage. As soon as you start throwing actors and they try to make it like, oh, does this all this happen? Like, probably not. Probably not. I watched. I watched the. Uh, remember when I watched the NWA uh, movie, mm-hmm. where it's it's close to the real story, but they always have those Hollywood moments when you're yeah. like, "There's no way in hell it happened that way." Absolutely. So, like in the NWA movie, Dre drops the "Nothing But a G" thing instrumental, and then Snoop happens to be there and go, "Well, let me see what I can do with that." And he starts one, two, three, and through the four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it didn't happen that I, way. That's a little magic that they put on there. It's moments that, like that that I'm like, this is why I don't watch. I'm, I'm, I don't really not a big fan of biopics or mm-hmm. series about whatever. Uh, the Queen movie I thought was great though. So that was well done. That was. It, it, it's more, yeah. Especially with somebody like Wu Tang, I'm like, just leave Wu Tang where it is. It's fine. They're still putting out dope shit. Uh. Ghostface, you like it. Raycon, Method Man is on a bunch of features lately. So, mm-hmm. you know, still doing his thing. Um, but yeah, I'm not watching American Saga. So, but go watch <laughs> it. It's a dope shit. Go watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're a Wu Tang fan, go watch I, it. I'm a Wu Tang fan. That. I will not watch it. I respect that. <laughs> uh, that's it. Wait, my dope shit. Yeah, the, uh, the, I forgot the name of the thing. Just look up Von Dutch on Hulu. Uh, the story is actually kind of fucked up. I'm all, I'm not even, I one episode in, there's only three episodes, and the first episode alone, you're like, holy shit. This oh, is wow. where they came from? Yeah, it's like that. There's crime involved, there's all kinds of drugs involved, it's crazy. And wow. Dutch, the hat, and you look like a douche. <laughs> Alright, where can people find you, all that good stuff? Um, on Instagram, ADB3K, uh, you can also check out uh, my podcast, uh, Why Should I Care, on YouTube, on the Roma Room channel. And uh, yeah, great. And go see them and get out in San Antonio, man. I will get your name out there. And yes, uh, one, one of these days, I'll, I'll, I'll come down to San Antonio and drive right back up. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. No, no, but I, I do. I, I don't know anything about San Antonio, honestly. I, I've never been to the animal. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I have friends, I, I have friends down there. Uh, but anyway, Tony, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate you. Uh, all the best to you. Happy New Year uh, to you and yours. I would say health first. Always health first. This is what we say in Africa. If you don't have health, you don't have anything. So yes, you got to take care of yourself first before you can take care of somebody else. Uh, and then, you know, all the best wishes. And this is not just to you. This is for all of our audience, whoever's listening to this by now, two hours in. Like, <laughs> Uh, 
yeah, our best wishes, good health, uh, success, whatever that means to you, happiness, love, uh, whatever you dream about, just go out there, do it, put in the work. Uh, 2021 sucked. 2020 sucked really bad. So we're not out of this yet. But, you know, I hope that by the end of this year, you'll be able to at least find some sort of normalcy in your life, whoever you are out there. And uh, that's it. Follow the feedback everywhere on social media. Subscribe to the podcast. Tony, thank you so much. Appreciate you. We'll talk to you next time. Ciao, ciao. See you, man. Thank you.